Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to today's wonderful episode of Obled So Said So. Today, Ryan, Alex, and I. And Dee Dee. And Dee Dee. Show her on the camera. Make sure the camera can see her. Dee Dee. <laughs> hey, hey. Ryan and Jenny's precious little kitty Dee Dee is here. She, she couldn't be separated from us. We're going to be talking about one of at least... Ryan and I's favorite things to discuss, which is music. Music. If if you don't know, for those of you that don't know, uh, Ryan and I, and I, Ryan and I, Ryan and I, Ryan and I, musicians, eh? I was thinking more like the seagulls from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're in Australia, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, uh, mine, mine. Yeah. They are in Australia, so we're talking music today. Um, really. I, I mean, I guess it's kind of going to be a, a conversation about art in general, but, uh, you know, the art that Ryan and I connect with the most would be music. And I think it's probably, it's the art form that we've explored <laughs> the most, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. So why are we talking about music today? It, it's not, it's not just because we want to talk about music because we're interested in it, but, um, we have come to find that art music whatever medium of art it is that you participate in is psychic it is uh, art is a psychic form uh i fully believe you know we we said we've said many times on this show that we believe everyone's psychic yeah you know what i mean like to some degree and there are different abilities different levels yada yada whatever everyone is psychic well Think about that. I thought about it the other day, and I, I, this, this thought popped into my head. Well, hang on. If everybody's psychic and art is a psychic medium, does that mean that everyone on the planet is an artist? And uh, I'm, I'm really into Rick Rubin, who's this amazing, like one of the most prolific producers in American history, probably just the history of the world. I mean, he's, he, he is responsible for you could pretty much name an artist and he has produced them at some point. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jay-Z, like the, the list is endless. Anyway, he just came out with this book uh, called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. Um, and it's it's just things that he has found over the years to be true to him uh, about art. And, you know, the, the art form that he engages most in, like us, when I was in elementary school, that was how I thought you drew a boob. 
<laughs> look at okay so for those of you that are watching the video look at this this is what ryan thought a boob looked like Coming uh, in I, hot I, got the, caught. I was we were in a uh, computer class I was <laughs> in the third grade oh and i i drew uh on microsoft paint when i was supposed to be doing mavis beacon i drew two very large alchemical symbols of the sun <laughs> And my teacher caught me, and I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so told you, man, I was risen early. You were risen early, son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so no, this is not a boob. Uh, this this picture is not a boob, nor is it a record. <laughs> but what it actually is, which is super cool, this is the alchemical symbol of the sun. This it's just it's a circle with a dot straight in the middle of it. So that's the cover of this uh, of this book. And every single chapter also has that symbol on it. So when I saw that, and you know, I've seen many interviews from Rick Rubin. I'm like, hold up, this guy is tapped in. I guess because of his book just coming out, but like he's he's. His, there are clips of him really viral right now. I've even oh, seen yeah. a few. Like, not like I've watched his interviews, but I've even seen a few of his clips not even knowing who he was right. until you, like, you know, showed me who he was. And Yeah, I, I mean, I've only known about him for maybe, I'd say, like, two years or, or, or maybe three years at most. He's literally been doing this since before I was born. In fact, many attribute him to the reason that hip-hop became successful in the way that it did. Basically, he, he tells this incredible story about how he would go to see some of the very earliest hip hop artists and like he, in the 80s and 90s, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like early to mid 80s. Um, like I'm talking the very beginnings. Right. Uh, you know, like Queen Latifah, like the, the, the Furious Five, like the first, the very first rappers awesome, dude. on the scene. And so he would listen to the records that would come out of these rappers and then he would go and see them live and he noticed something. He noticed that live, they are capturing this like lightning in a bottle type vibe that is like so palpable and so tangible and so strong. And then when he would hear the records, he was like, okay, so the source material is the same, but it just is not carrying the same vibe. It's like, it's almost too overproduced, too overthought about, and there's no life in it anymore. And so he basically just had the idea. He was like, wait a minute, I bet if these songs were just performed as they are performed live and we capture it in the right way, we can capture the vibe on the recording. And so he just rolled the dice and just asked one of his favorite rappers that he was seeing live, like, hey, do you think I could just like sit in with you next time you you record a track, I have some ideas or whatever. The guy asked him like, oh, what kind of ideas? He told him, he gave him a chance. It became, it became an extremely successful record. And then from that point forward, he has been instrumental in the world of hip hop. Uh, and so many people don't even know about him. Yeah, I, I just found out about him like, you know, a month or two ago when he told me about him. And it's, well, it's, and it's, it's mind blowing when you listen to him speak. Yeah, a hundred percent. And even me, like as prolific as he is and as interested in music as I am, I only heard about him a few years ago and he's been around the whole time. He's produced Metallica. I mean, he is, he is massive. This is where it gets really, really interesting. If he says in interviews all the time, if you listen to him, he says he knows nothing about music, nothing. He yeah. says, he says, I don't, I, I don't really play. I can't any. even work a soundboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't 
play very many instruments. I, I, I don't know how to work a soundboard. I don't know how to engineer any, any of that. And people are like, what do you, what do you do then? The thing that he offers to the artist that he works with is he understands the medium of art. He understands that it doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from anything human. It's out there somewhere else. It's in the collective conscious consciousness. And he literally says that in this book many times. Um, there are examples of this idea going back even to Greek mythology, to Babylonian mythology. Like if Bababooian mythology. Of like, you know, you guys have probably heard of the muses. Like I've talked about the muses a lot because I believe that that concept is a real thing. Right. It's like the Greek myth is all, you know, as we understand from an esoteric perspective, it's all metaphor, but the metaphor is true. You know, that there is the concept that the gods, or in this case, you know, consciousness, right. speaks through us through some active force, or as the Greeks would say, the muses. Uh-huh. Music is like, yeah, I mean, I, it comes from somewhere else. It does. And, and like, it's not like anybody knows exactly where it comes from, but I guarantee that every person out there, even if you're not musically inclined or don't consider yourself a musician, I know without a doubt you have had original music pop into your head. For sure. You have too, Alex? I, 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 everyone does. I'm I sure promise. everyone does. Has to be. I promise. What? you got? Mine's all classical. <laughs> <laughs> serious. Do, you, serious. do you play any instruments? No, I can't. I don't, mean, not no, a, no, not sir. A, no, you no, won't. sir. <laughs> I, I won't. haven't been able to at the level that keeps me entertained. Is that something you'd ever like to do, or or, or not? I, really? don't, I feel like I haven't found the right instrument. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's like super super common. Well, let me ask you this: since we're kind of more generally talking about art, is there an art form that you feel most drawn to? And and it, you might have to think outside the box a little. Uh, probably what we do here. So like writing or, or filmmaking. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is, this is totally art and that's another huge misconception. So I think that, I think so many more things are art than people realize. I think that like even the person who works 12 hours a day comes home and the only thing they have energy to do is watch TV. I think watching, digesting, processing. I think that's all art. You know, okay, follow me here. Think about this outside the box a little bit. You know, we we said this on a previous episode. Everything that we experience in life is all our mind. Mm -hmm. Everything that you see, everything you hear, it's all your brain orchestrating this, this beautiful symphony of experiences around you but it's all 100% of the computing power is happening right here up in the top of your head, all Mm -hmm, of it. So mm -hmm. everything that you see and experience is literally your mind. So when you think about that in that context that like, okay, everything I see here, everything that I'm experiencing, it's like your brain, even just in computing everyday life, it's this beautiful symphony. It's a creation in its own. Like your, your brain's constantly literally creating your reality. Yeah. It's like the universe in itself is one big c- 
creative act. And that's what this book talks about. That's why it's called the creative act. The universe is literally a creative act. Yeah, and your life is very um, similar to the way a song is. There's a beginning, there's an ending, there's highs, there's lows, there's a chorus. And that's, that's possibly psychologically why we like music so much is because it, there's a finite beginning and a finite end. And then in this physical form, you have those two very same things. Wow. And like to take it a step further, how, ma- how many biblical scriptures are there? Or like Psalms. The Psalms are supposed to be songs. Songs, yeah. You know? And like David played the secret chord before the Lord. He was a musician and he could wow the, the, the king and the court. And, and then, you know, the Hindus supposedly believe that the universe is a cosmic song and dance. And that's why Shiva is depicted as dancing and the voice of Brahm, uh, Brahma. Brahma's the singular, right? The voice of Brahma is singing Om, which is constructing reality. And even it was, it was uh, Plato, I believe, or maybe it was Pythagoras <clears throat> that said all the celestial bodies in space are like different chords, you know, mm. the harmony of the spheres, like even the universe is making music with the arrangements of the celestial bodies. And through intuiting that, he figured out the, the placements of you know, the, the divisions scales. on the string the to s- find the scales. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think it was Pythagoras. Even if you, th- it, it was, it a hundred percent was cause he created what we know today as like the modern 12 note scale. Right. Which is, this is a hilarious little tidbit, but did you guys know that there is a note on every piano on the planet that is incorrect? Mm-mm. There is a note on every, it, it's just the way that, piano strings specifically resonate with one another. One note had to be detuned by like 16 cents, I believe. A cent is like a fraction of a semitone. So like almost imperceivable to the ear. So there is one note on the piano that is 16 cents off so that it resonates correctly. Hmm. What? E minor. Uh, no. There's just a ceiling note. Well, E minor, E minor is a chord. Okay. (laughs) Or a scale. That's my guess. Or a scale. Um, E flat would be the note that you're talking about, but I I don't know the specific note. I don't remember it. Um, but I know that like, like high level professional musicians are able to like, like pick out that note and do it properly with voice. It's really interesting. Anyway, that was, that was a little side tangent. But scientifically, we've proven that everything in the universe, literally everything, is frequency. Every, yeah. It's yeah. light frequency that has, that has slowed down to create an illusion of matter, mm-hmm. of hard stuff. Yeah. So, like, if you, if you just – if that is your foundation of understanding – it is not far-fetched to get to the fact that art is magic. Yeah. And I'm making that seem like a big leap on purpose because hearing art is magic sounds like... That's right. it. That's, well, maybe maybe not an episode title because it's specifically about music. Maybe music is magic. That's kind of what I was thinking because, yeah. because it, it, is, it, it, it is magic. So what is magic? Magic is using higher knowledge, will, and intent to, uh, I guess you could say, like, manifest things in reality or bend reality to your will or alter in some way the forces of nature. 
Yeah. And like creating reality would go into that as well. Like yeah. you, you're, you're changing your reality <clears throat> in one way or another. It's crazy when you think about it because, you know, I've, I've had a long time to think about this, like, you know, just trying to learn drums and always trying to think about like how to allow, I, realizing this, realizing what we're talking about is what allowed me to progress in the drums because, you know, admittedly being self-taught at 16 years old with no real professional lessons. And when you're a kid and you're immature, you just want to play with sounds cool. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and then finally growing up almost 30 now we're making music for single out, by the way, it's out now. Yep. It just came out yesterday for us. Covalini's the storm with, by us, which is twice born, twice born. Um, and dude, I'm so excited for people to start picking apart what all of it means, yeah, but, um, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah. anyway, coming across this, like understanding, like what Nick's talking about, helped me excel at the drums. It's like, it's not about having skill. Mm -mm. It's not about being good or being great at it, which is like, cool. That's, 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 that's level one. That's like the immaturity of playing a music, a musical instrument. It's the I adolescence. Think. It's the adolescence. It's, it's, it's like being immature mm -hmm. and I liken it to how I've been playing, a. Uh, Jedi Survivor Fallen Order so this week because I got it free on PlayStation. It's this month right now. I nice. think it's free. And something about that, I was playing it last night when you showed up and there's a line in that that I apply to this conversation. It perfectly fits. From Star Wars? Yes. Ooh. The whole point of the game is Cal, the kid who survived Order 66. Cal Kestis? Yep. Yeah. He, you know, he survives and then he's found by this ex-Jedi named Sarah who disconnected herself from the force and she's trying to bring him on this mystical quest to go to ancient Jedi tombs and these these ancient Jedi were sages mm -hmm. who in the words of uh, Master Cordova which is the guy who's like through these holocron, holocrons he's you know you're following his messages messages to find these tombs of these sage these Jedi sages the point of the game is to learn from these sages so that they can perceive the deeper mysteries of the force. Yeah, yeah. And that... Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com clicked in my brain for this conversation. And when you understand that it's all about how you perceive music and what it truly is, is when you begin to connect with it and let it flow through you. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, music, I used to think about it the opposite. Mm -hmm. I used to think you had to like be really good, right. you know, to play something. But now I'm realizing it's about like, being a vessel. It's about being a vessel. It's about being a channel and, and, and deepening your understanding of it so that it operates through you. Le yes. You're not yes. forcing it. You're not making it. Yeah. It is using you yeah. to make its entrance into this realm. It's, I, it's like the force. You it know? is, man. It, yeah. It, it, uh, another thing that Rick Rubin said was... That like everything in the universe has, everything in the universe produces something. Yeah. Everything produces something from it. It's everything has a purpose and from that purpose manifests a product. Bro, and, and Kabbalah, 
Um, which for anybody who doesn't know what Kabbalah is, it's ancient Jewish mysticism. So like, like very esoteric Judaism, that's where you get the whole tree Tree of of life life and all that. Um, when I first found out about Kabbalah, I started reading some of their texts, like the Yefir sets, uh, the, is the, it's hard to say the Yefir Zetzerah Hmm. and the Zohar. And in one of these two texts, it says that for every created object in the material world, it has a hidden invisible soul, which is exactly what you're saying. Think about this couch. People say a couch doesn't have a soul. Well, yes, it does. What is the purpose of the couch? Mm-hmm. It has a reason to exist. It has it has a force behind this reality that through the intention of this created being, so to say, even though it doesn't have flesh and blood, it isn't organic, it has an intent to be manifested by our will into this reality. Mm-hmm. That's the soul of the object. And that could be applied wow. to music or anything. Everything truly does have an invisible spiritual purpose in another place. And we're just reaching out and Grabbing someone it. sat around, oh, l- what if I made this? And then boom, now we have couches. Yeah. Now we have everything, you know? It, what, sorry to cut you off, but what gets really interesting about that physical soul like a a non-organic object having that soul is when you get into like the family heirlooms or the Mm -hmm. lucky tokens the things that you are giving that to on purpose yeah and then the like the family heirlooms where you hold something inanimate but feel so much that's vibroturgy the rosicrucians call that vibroturgy which vibroturgy. Is, which is like being sensitive to the vibrations that are impregnated into an object. That's wow. their words. And, and it's like, dude, music is the same. It's the oh, same thing. Well, art, art in, in right, general. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, the, the th- he says like everything in the universe has a product. It produces something. And like a, like a tree, it produces fruit or, or whatever. Like a, a vine <clears throat> produces grapes or fruit or whatever. And he says that art is the fruit of humanity. It, it is what grows from us. It's what comes from us. And uh, so when, when you start thinking about art in this frame of mind, in this, from this reference point, you will realize, like I said earlier, I'm sure all of you have had just an original song pop into your head out of nowhere, and you're like, where did that come from? Or it could be... Uh, a line that would be in like a book or a movie or I know like everyone has a creative imagination in some way, shape or form. You could see a scene of a movie unfolding in your, in your brain or, or, or whatever it is. That is the fruit trying to find the place on the vine where it is going to be able to spring forth into this world. And so every time you have one of those things pop into your head, and you don't do anything with it, the fruit is still ready to be ripened and be picked from the tree. So if it can't find its way through you, it's going to go and find somebody else to come through. And, 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 you know, that's happened with me many times. I'll hear, dude, I, I, um, this past year, 2022 for Casey's birthday, I wrote her a song. I made her a song and, um, it was just like a cute little song, whatever. And I, this, this melody kind of popped into my head and I, I, you know, I made the whole song in a day. It it just, I worked on it maybe eight hours or so. And I just finished the whole thing and I, I gave it to her. And then literally like a month or two later, Joji released his new album and there's a song on it with the same melody and the same tempo. 
Want to know something crazier about Joji? What? <clears throat> Remember all those years ago I was doing the Mr. Hollywood videos? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then very shortly after, Joji comes out with a song called Mr. Hollywood. Come on, bro. This is what I'm saying. So it doesn't come from us. It's coming from another realm, art, inspiration. Yeah. Let's be Creativity. More, yeah, exactly. Creativity. <clears throat> it's coming from a different realm or a different layer or, or you could even just say inspiration. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what I'm saying. And, and in in the ancient Greek times, they they described that by depicting these these like beautiful inspir- like inspiring women whispering in people's ears, whispering in their ears ideas, and, yeah. and like every invention ever. Every I mean, you know, like we talked about how J.R. Tolkien the entire hobbit just popped into his head and he's like whoa okay i'm gonna write the this down the ground lived the hobbit it, exactly it is it is art inspiration all creativity it it comes from outside of us and so the the most it's really weird but if you listen to any actor any performer any musician any artist in any capacity they will all tell you the key is getting out of your own way Remember in the Nicolas Cage movie? I can't remember the name of it. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. You remembered the How, name of it. <laughs> and in and, and, and multiple instances in the film, he said verbatim the shamanic act of acting. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. He's, he's programming you. Yeah. You know? Like this is a, shaman, a shamanic act. It, it is in every sense of the word, it is magic. It, it, yeah. it, we are... Think about it like a wizard. We were talking about. Yeah. Think about think about it like a wizard who does subtle rituals to to gather magical power. Alex and my wife fought as wizards the other day on one two switch. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? I won. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you did. Yeah, that's profound, man. When Uh, you think about it. Yeah. Imagine it like a like a wizard. Imagine if you're an artist. If you're an artist, you're like a wizard. You, you are pulling something. You're pulling energy from another place, and you're boom, materializing it. You are making it appear in this realm. Like with art, you're seeing these these you could say like impressions in your mind, and then if you're gifted, like Casey is, yeah. you know, or whoever out there is is gifted at art, you see these impressions in your mind, and then your your coordination is so psychically tuned to these impressions, your body can just manifested on paper with paint and dyes and all this. And like with music, you know, when you really think out of the box, music is only possible because we have, you know, maybe through Pythagoras or maybe even the ancients beyond him discovered the principles of vibration and frequency, did a little bit of math, figured out these scales and then created these gadgets. I mean, instruments are like gadgets to harness these vibrations and capture them into the material world. And when you really think about it, it is psychic mediumship recording a song because you're creating these arrangements of truly pre-existing frequencies and vibrations, but you're capturing it and like almost telling a story with it. Oh yeah, man. I mean, everything, one of the things I've learned doing the show is that everything is metaphorical everything has a higher meaning you know everything tells a story everything 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 has a subconscious layer of symbolism myth and ritual that's what i learned in my religious studies in college i took a class um it was called let me think of the name religion in movies i don't know Mm. but I, i i don't know the name of the class but the purpose of the class was um 
it was technically a night class. So we met once a week, but it was for like three hours and every class we would watch a movie and we were watching stuff like the Godfather, the matrix and lots of other movies, like some Ter- uh, Gil- Gilliam, Terry Gilliam. Does that sound right? No, I don't know. I don't, I, he's a big director, okay. but anyway, we were watching these movies and then we would have to do these templates where we had to analyze the symbolism, the myth, and the ritual, mm. not necessarily ritual, like they're in robes and right. pointy hats and doing spells. That's not the, that's not what the definition of ritual was, but sure. it, what's up? You're spot on with the director. Terry Gilliam. Terry yeah. He's a huge Gilliam. director. What, what is he directing? He's a British filmmaker. Let's see. He makes kooky movies. Monty Python. Oh, uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Oh my God. Uh, Life of Brian. Parnassus, maybe Dr. Parnassus. Oh, those uh, maybe are some, I'm just those are some, some huge top movies. ones. Yeah, he's a big director. Yeah. We watch some of his films. They're they're usually kooky. Yeah, and he got a lot of like Christoph Waltz appearances. Anyway, so you know, in movies, there's always a subconscious myth, ritual, symbology. I think it's the same with art. But I'm not saying that that's conscious necessarily from the creator. No, and and I think in most cases it is subconscious because yes. I think I think that. Uh, the the psychic realm, whatever you want to call it's it, symbolic, but it's also subconscious. I think that's how that's where our real psychic abilities come from. They come from the subconscious. They come from beneath the surface. Think about it, bro. That's what Carl Jung was trying to say. Why do you think every motherfucker dreams in animals? Yeah, because it's a universal symbol since. The dawn of primeval time. times, yeah. yeah, when we're being chased by saber tooths and shit. Yeah, so like the, the the subconscious mind operates in symbolism. Animals just happen to be universal symbols, and that's why everybody has an alligator dream or a shark dream or a bear, yeah. or a spider or whatever. Yeah, but like what when Nick and I were talking about this last night, I just I had this download, like you know, that makes a lot of sense that the symbolism exists in the realm of subconscious. But then when you have individuals like us and many others who are, and Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. you know, look at this book. It's the alchemical boob. When you, <laughs> when you have people who are finally not only aware, knowledgeable of, but in tune with these subtle perceptions of the psychic world. That's why folks like us with our podcast symbolism and twice born symbolism and Rick Rubin and many other artists are so it's like a compulsion, like Mm -hmm. a desperate need to put these symbols on your work. And I believe that maybe when you are an individual who is conscious of the, of the necessity to incorporate these occult symbols, it's because the psychic power of your creativity is trying to find some sort of ritualistic sealing of its energy, mm. you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on. But it's unconscious. It's not- Yeah, no, it's you, subconscious, you know? it's unconscious, it's it's whatever. It's like, it's like cymatics. It's weird. It's like, yeah. it's like the, the symbols and the lines and they just appear through you. You're like- when it comes to all of this psychic stuff, that's that's what you really have to realize is that it is not you. Like, it's a different thing. So that's what yeah, I'm sure everybody has heard all these artists say, you got to get out of your own way. You got to get out of your own way. And for a long time, like, I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. But what it literally means is get out of the way yeah. and just let it happen. Don't be judgmental. No. Don't be egotistical about it. That's a problem that I've had that Nick's had to guide me through with like recording drums. And yeah. it's, it's, it's not egotistical. Like 
when I say egotistical, I mean it in the reverse way of what you think. Like mm -hmm. I'm having a negativity on myself, like a judgment, like, man, this isn't good enough or this or that. Right. And Nick's like, shut the fuck up. Just play what you feel. Mm -hmm. And we're going to play. And most importantly, have fun. Yeah. yeah. Have yeah. fun. Enjoy this, dude. We're, we're, we're making music together. We've always dreamed of this. Like throw everything else out the window. If you have fun right now, it's gonna it's gonna happen and it's true it is true it's true I'm, if, I'm learning that over many of our sessions together and the reason is because it does not most people when they want to get good at an instrument and when they want to create great works of art even not an instrument anything what they will do is they will practice the techniques they will and and that you know you do have to do some of that stuff to establish a foundation it's like learning how to write you don't you don't start by creating a, a massive complex story you start by literally learning how to write as a foundation you start with like literally learning the letters yeah you, you start with the bare minimum basics but people that have been engaging in their art form for you know maybe they're they're in their intermediate phase they're not quite a beginner they're a little past that your first inclination is if i'm going to make impressive stuff i have to improve my skill level in order to match others who have created impressive stuff it's like that dragon ball z power scaling bro yeah. That's how I see it now. Okay. Honestly, yeah. honestly, it's That's, like, it's a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. It's not because I'm learning, dude, the more I, now that I'm older and more mature and I'm trying to take it really seriously, it's like, I'm realizing that when I go back, we talked about this last night. It's like it, working on the super advanced, crazy stuff does not enhance your understanding of the fundamental stuff in my experience, mm -hmm. but working diligently on the fundamental stuff is like the trunk that supports the entire tree being able to grow uh, to nourish absolutely you know so if you if you are looking to improve your skill level or or, or whatever rather than going and saying i gotta learn how to do more difficult stuff don't do that Focus on the basics, focus on the foundations. Like what we were talking about last night with drums, we were like, you can do the most impressive stuff in the world. If you're not in the pocket, which for those of you who don't understand, as a when you're a drummer, it, you're the backbone of the music. If you are not on time... Pocket means... But it just essentially means the the groove. Yes. You know, the main groove that's carrying forward the song. Mm -hmm. Not all the fancy fills and all that crazy shit. The pocket's the basic part of the drums yeah like you, you can you can play the most technically simple thing in the world but if you are perfectly in that pocket it is gonna move people yeah move people one of the best examples of that that, I, that every time i hear this song and, and there's there's a bar downtown and my wife and i like to go downtown and walk sometimes and every you know every time at night i walk by this bar there's these cheesy little live well, I shouldn't say cheesy, but I just mean like little live performers who are paid by the uh, this uh, restaurant. Mm. And every time I walk by at night, there is always a live band that plays Brick House. Mm. She's a brick. Yeah. Go listen to the pocket on that and tell me it doesn't just move you to your soul. It's simple. It is so, it's. But it's, Yeah. But like when you hear a drummer play that exactly. in the pocket, yeah, you're like, he is not even doing anything crazy right now. But like, I want to move. Yeah, like, that that's that's there's, the foundation. There's a pocket in surfing too. Is really? there? And it's what moves you. 
Nothing. Cool. Way. If you're not in the pocket, you're not going forward. Well, so surfing is art. So so what specifically is the pocket like a is it like a state of mind or a, a literal no, no, it's, it's a, a stance? spot it's a spot on the wave that generates the momentum. Oh. So you would you basically like surfing is going in in and out of that pocket, uh-huh. but you always have to come back to that pocket if you want to keep moving forward. If you go too far out in front of it or too far behind it, you're going to lose the wave. Dude, it, it's That's cool, man. It's crazy the amount of parallels there are, man. It's like the whole life imitates art thing. That's because life is art. Like literally everything Honestly, in bro, life is art. Nothing but respect from surfing because I, I see that as like you, you you're you're harnessing the power of gravity in nature and you're literally just riding a wave. You're like flying over water. It's amazing. It's, it's incredible. It's just like ice skating. You you might not know this. Well, you this know it's fun, man. Think wh- about how long that wave traveled. Oh to yeah. be surfed. Like thousands of miles, maybe? Right. Wow. Do they really? Yeah, man. Whoa. Like, especially some of the bigger breaks, like... That's mind-blowing. Um, Honestly, that is mind-blowing. And then you, like, and it's never... That one wave is never going to break again. And oh, never. you just surfed it. That's spiritual, dude. That's, it is. I mean, it's definitely spiritual. Yeah. It, that, yeah, no, it, it absolutely a thousand percent is. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, everything is art. Everything in the world is art. And, and so... When when you say like get out of your own way, what that means is allow yourself to be a vessel. The art is not. I I know, you know, a lot of people take pride in their art, and that's great. You should you should take pride, but don't take pride for the wrong reasons. Don't take right. pride because like I came up with this sick thing, bro. It's like. No, be proud that you were used yeah. as a vessel take for pride that idea. In, take pride in the accomplishment through your effort. Yeah. But don't, but, but my, a big thing that I've realized is so key is never comparing yourself to other artists or oh, musicians because no. oh, it's no. not about that. And it's, what did I tell you, man? When, when we, when we first started working on this, uh, twice born, twice born, I was, Debating on whether or not we should announce the thing, but we won't yet. But when we started working on it, I, I, one thing that Ryan kept coming back with was like, man, I just think that like so-and-so is is better and I'm just trying to get to where like I'm – I can at least be like this good and like is anything that I'm coming up with like is this even good like I feel like it could be so much better this that the other like I feel like someone else could do this better and the thing that I told you was nobody on the planet can make whatever you're going to make nobody I don't and that's not that has nothing to do with skill it has everything to do with the psychic realm the downloads and that, perspective perspective is huge because now this is where it gets real magical. It is so these ideas come to you, right? You mm-hmm. as we call them downloads, inspirations, you could call them whatever you want to call them. Then from that point forward, I see it as you are being honored with an opportunity to bring something into this world. And so you you now have the responsibility of bringing that idea into the world, but Every moment leading up to that moment in your life 
is going to in some way influence what comes next, how you manifest that thing into the world. Every, every time that a girl dumped you after a date and you exploded a CD in your hand, <laughs> every kiss you've ever had, every, every time you played freaking hopscotch, everything influences your creations. And because of that, no one in the world will ever make the art that you're going to produce. That being said, if you feel called to art in any way, shape, or form, look at it as a blessing. Look at it as a gift so that you are being blessed with a gift because to many, inspiration is fickle. Yeah. It's, it's so temporary. It's so unreliable, you could even say, because, you know, it, it doesn't match up with your schedule. Right. It's like, right. Hey man, we're going to, we're going to get together on these days and we're going to write some songs together or whatever. It's like, okay, but that doesn't mean that the ideas are going to come to you just because you scheduled it out. That is why it's so important that when these downloads come, you capture them somehow. It doesn't matter how you capture them. It is your responsibility as an artist to capture it. So literally earlier today, I've been trying to work out this part in a specific, in a song that we're going to be recording today. And there's one part that I'm like trying to figure out. And so I was like, you know what? I have a little bit of downtime. Let me try to figure this out. I took a little walk outside barefoot. I just looked around at the trees and like just kind of just walking around. And I wasn't even thinking about the song. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was emptying my mind. Empty your mind. <laughs> Empty, Empty your, your mind. cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was emptying. Be water, my friend. Be water, my friend. Yeah, I, I, I emptied everything in my mind, and I, I made room for something to come in. And on my way back, walking back here, something popped into my mind. There are ways that you can train, you, you can like, like, like fine tune the antenna. There, there are things that you can do to fine tune that antenna. And so it's so funny because a lot of musicians, a lot of producers, when they're trying to create a great work, they'll do one of a few Alchemical things. Alchemical term. Yeah. The great work. The great work. And, and that is, you know, you know what great work is when you hear that. When it, in the context of art, you know, it's things like, the Iliad and the Odyssey, uh, Citizen Kane, you know, like the, the, you, you know you, the great works when you hear them, see them, whatever, when you experience them. So if that's your goal is to make a great work, most musicians, producers, whoever it is, they'll do one of a few things. They'll say, okay, so what's the genre that we're trying to be? What, what are we trying to sound like? What are we trying to look like? Who are the inspirations? And what do we need to do to push the envelope and really impress people? And they'll sit around and they'll toil on those ideas and they'll, they'll try to, they'll use different equipment, different, it, whatever, to try to get, you know, a quote unquote better sound. The beauty of somebody like Rick Rubin is that when, when he's in a room that is ex collectively experiencing writer's block, he takes the exact opposite approach. He takes the approach that like a yogi would take or a guru would take. 
he's like, all right, let's do Let's get a change of scenery. Let's, uh, let's go outside, be in the sun for a little while. Let's come back in, sage the room. Let's, uh, why don't you just like try to, you know, pick up a book off the wall, flip open to a page, read the first thing that you see, and it'll most likely speak to you in some way. You want to hear a crazy story about that? Yes. Little band that uh, Ryan and I are obsessed with, little band you might have heard of called System of a Down, they had an album, little album you might have heard of called Toxicity. Amazing. I think it's their best album. Guess who produced it? Rick Rubin? Yes. And it was like the platinum rock and roll album of 2001. It's one of the most groundbreaking albums ever released. Yeah. How about this? What's the What's the song off of that album? Toxicity. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, the chop suey, chop suey. It's the viral one. How about this? This is crazy. This is crazy, dude. I've heard chop suey. It's yeah, of course angels. you have. Everyone has. Angels deserve to. Yeah. How about this? They get all the way up to the part before the final. Like, why have you forsaken? Like, mm-hmm. they get they get all the mystical way mystical lyrics. By the way, hold up. Okay, hold okay. up, okay. dude. Hold, oh, okay. Okay. hold up. Yeah. They get all the way up to right before that part and everybody in the room freezes. They're all like, wait, what, what, what comes next? Like, what, what do we do? What do we do after that? It was Surge specifically was like, I, I, I have Surge is the vocalist. B- the, by the vocalist. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't know what the next lyric is. I'm, I don't, I'm not finding the inspiration. I just don't know. Like I've tried some things and none of it works. And like, I've been toiling over these lyrics for months. I can't figure out this part. Rick Rubin. He says, pick a book off the wall. Any book. He grabbed a book. He, he goes, open it to a page. Look at me in the eye and point your finger on the page. He opened the book. He points his finger. He looks down. Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Father, into your hands, why have you forsaken me? You know what that's from? The Bible. The Bible. Yeah, it's, it's Jesus, when, Jesus when he's being, on the cross. Yeah. Why have, you, why have you forsaken me? Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Which, is, which is arguably like the big climax of the song. It's, it's yeah. the, why have you forsaken It's like the big. In your arms yes, forsaken. Dude. It, and then it talks about becoming the son. Dude. It's so weird that he was just like, boom, point. But what is that? What? But again, <laughs> that's crazy. just evidence of for people who have incredible artistic or creative or I mean, let's just call it what it is, psychic potential, because art is is truly manifested, you know, from another place. That just goes to show that there are higher forces that are subconsciously compelling the person to capture the essence of the mysticism to enhance the art mm-hmm. because dude, we talk about this on the show all the time art that's mystical art that's symbolic it's way better and i think that is because they're drawing from the true source that's what he calls it in the in the book he calls it the source because he's like no one knows what it is nobody knows what it is we know it comes from our collective consciousness because it, these things only appear to humans from what we understand so we know it comes from the collective consciousness, but we don't know what it is, where it is, how it works, if it obeys the rules of time, which like he he thinks it doesn't, and like it can't. Time is literally a human construct. It, it you know it doesn't really exist. Time is a big ball, but you know it, it. You have to you have to understand and accept that it's not you. If you are an artist, you're 
it might sound a little weird, but you're a tool. You, you, you are a you are a utensil. Like you're a vessel. You're a vessel for it to flow. It's through. almost like the human operating the instrument is another instrument, multi layered instrument. It's an instrument for the Ab- force of music. Absolutely, I I fully fully believe that like we ourselves are instruments, and the things that we call instruments are man-made extensions of our bodies that allow us to just... Capture vibrations. Capture the vibration. What? What, Alex? Math- what are you gigging? Mathematically. What are you gigging? You hear me? Capture vibrations mathematically. Bet. Yeah. What are you gigging I mean, about? My uh, bodily instrument makes some vibrations sometimes. <sighs> oh, my God. Explain yourself, please. Like... Uh, yeah, why don't you go into excruciating detail? <laughs> Look into your camera while you do And you it. know what? While we're saying weird shit, I just have to say, I've <laughs> oh, always been obsessed with rock hard rock and roll. All right. <laughs> All right, dude. Rock hard, bro. That's metal. Yes, yes. I, I think it's so funny, by the way, that it was like rock. And then what's harder than a rock? Like hard rock. Yeah. And then like what's even harder than like a really hard rock? Metal, dude. Yeah. It's like. What's harder than that? Heavy metal. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's like heavy, dude. It's like. What's after? What's after? That? Twice born. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I got another fun example. I told you this about this one already. Alex, are you familiar with the song 99 Problems? Yes. Okay. So how about this? Do you remember how the song starts maybe by chance? It's, it's really iconic how it starts. Do you? No. Not off the top. Is okay. it piano? No, 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 no. It, it, so I'll just tell you the story. So uh, Rick, Ruben was working with Jay-Z at the time. This was like the height of Jay-Z's career. It's actually right before the height of Jay-Z's career because when he released this album that he worked with Rick on, that's when he really exploded. Um, I mean, he was definitely huge before that. But anyway, they're working on 99 Problems and Jay-Z is like, you know, stuck. He's like, I don't I don't know how to, like, I just don't know how the, the song starts. I, I, I don't know how it starts. You talking about the lyrics? Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. acapella. Know, it starts it acapella. Works. Yeah, I know how it starts. So he's like, I don't, I don't know how the song starts, and and uh, and whatever. And Rick's like, let's go outside for a minute. Let's just step in nature, meditate for a second. Nobody talk, nobody do anything. And and the funny thing is, is like that's Jay Z was obviously like, all right, that's a little woo woo, like or you know, or whatever. But he's like, this dude has Grammys all around his house from working with Johnny Cash. And By like, the way, he looks like a hobo. Oh, yeah, he looks like a... He, he wears greasy shirts, and he's barefoot all the time, and he's got huge hair and, and whatever. So he's like, let's go outside. Let's walk around for a little bit, and don't talk. Nobody, you know, let's just make room for inspiration. Comes back inside. Sage is the place, and they're sitting there for a minute. He sits down on the couch, and he's just, like, bobbing his head like this. And then he goes, oh, dude. He's like, oh, what if what if it starts off acapella? And Jay-Z's like, what, what do you mean? And he's, and then he just raps it acapella. And then he's like, hit me. And then the song starts. And Jay-Z's like, oh, that's it. That's got to be it. It's one of the most iconic songs. Like, it's probably Jay-Z's biggest song ever. And that's how it starts. And it's because Rick Rubin made room for the inspiration. So it's so funny. Like the way we all try to get better at art is actually so counterintuitive right. to making true great art. It's ego, but you know, when you put it in those terms, you got to remove the ego from it and just allow the pure meditative state of receptivity. Yeah. Another thing is like, uh, like Childish Gambino, one of his biggest songs ever is called 3005. He's like, I woke up 
with that song in my head. And you're in a theta state when you first wake up. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I learned another really bizarre thing the other day. Dude, the day our song came out, um, I, I like pulled out my phone and started streaming it. And I, I almost had a panic attack because I was like, this sounds way too fast. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I thought the same thing. Dude. I woke up yesterday and my wife started playing it and I was like in a half asleep state and I said, are you, is that sped up? Dude, this is weird. This is really, really, it doesn't make sense to me. But I Googled it because that happened more than once. I would wake up, listen to it, and I would be like, why does it sound so fast? And then I'd go and make coffee and eat and go sit down and listen to it again. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, it sounds normal now. Well, that was weird. Whatever. Um, I thought that like maybe it was something with the program I was playing the music through or something like that. I did. I had no idea. So it happened the other day after our song release. So yesterday, right? And I was like, oh no, what happened? Like, why does it sound so fast? I googled it, and apparently, when you're fresh from REM sleep. You, you hear things at higher speeds and higher pitches than they actually are in. That's so weird that we had the same experience of this. Well, it, it, it is. It is very weird. And it turns out it's like a real thing. I Googled it and there's tons of people online talking about, why does everything sound faster when I first wake up? You know what's the funny part about that is Nick and I, okay, so again, the date today is January 28th, Saturday. Our song came out yesterday from our time here recording, January 27th. But Thursday night, we both, you know, from our remote locations, we kept checking on each other like every hour. You still awake? You still awake? We we, we played video games together till like 930. And then I'm going to keep texting you till midnight. And we stayed up till midnight and then texted at midnight. Got a lot of comments, messages, things like that. We're engaging with people. I stayed up till 2 a.m. listening to the song on repeat and, and headphones while talking to people in our Discord about the song. Yeah. Go to sleep, wake up at like 7.30. My wife is just waking up and hearing it released for the first time. And I'm telling you, it sounded three times as fast. And yeah. I panicked. I was panicked. I literally was like, are you speeding that up? That doesn't sound right. And yep. she laughed at me. Yeah, I, I was freaked out. I was like, I do not remember playing this shit that fast. Exactly, dude. <laughs> and it's fast already. It's very fast. It's supposed to be a fast song. But like, I heard it and I was like, that's impossibly fast. Yeah, like that, I cannot play this. How did I do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, something has to have gone wrong here. Yeah, that's weird that we had that. Yeah. Both. I wonder if that has anything to do with like the whole don't talk to me until I've had my coffee thing. Oh, bro, gotta be. Wow. Because you're in a, th- it's proven. You right. are in a theta brainwave like, state and when then you wake up. talking to you normally and it's just like, ah. Uh, like, oh, you're talking too like, fast. Get, you're too get, loud. Just, I, I can't just, handle yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a oh. bad I'm bad for that. I tell my wife all the time. She, you know, she's got the Capricorn brain. I'll wake <laughs> up. She's like, "We need to do this, this," and I'm like, "Stop. <laughs> Give me a minute. I love you. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I'm yeah, nicer though it, about it, it. It is. It is so. I, I don't. That's just like a weird, random phenomenon. But um, yeah, the the point the point here is that I think at least for me, I, I have. I'll just speak from my own perspective. I have been thinking about art the wrong way my whole life and just within the past you know year or two because because so this is i i honestly had like you a, know why right what what because we're finally actually making it that's what i'm saying so and we're we're perceiving it in a, in a deeper way it's, it's weird because like i never i never fully stopped making music even for the like 
four or five years where I wasn't making metal music, I was making like lo-fi and hip hop and like electronic music. Just, it's just always like, I've just always had to do it. It was infrequent, it was infrequent, but I just, it always just kind of came out of me and I never, I never like consciously noticed, but it, it was always coming through downloads always. But the thing that would happen would be I would have the download and then I would kind of fill in the rest on my own and just like, okay, so I got that part from inspiration and I'll just like fill out the rest with what like I think would sound pretty good or whatever with the process. And I'm not going to go too deep on this because you know what, dude, let's just announce it. Announce what? The twice, the twice born. What? All right, man, we have an EP coming out. We have an EP. We have six songs. Uh, I'm very excited. This yeah, is the first. It's, it's, yeah, today we're going to record our final drum track, and yes. then it's just downhill from there. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's, We've been conceptualizing this for two years. Yeah. The, f- from the very moment that we've been conceptualizing the podcast, we've been conceptualizing this. Yeah. But music, as it turns out, takes a lot more TLC. It does. And really, that's because we're learning. That's tender love and care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it really does. and it, But that's that's because we're learning how to do it ourselves. Right. What you guys heard with that single and what you're going to hear on the rest of our EP, which we hope to have out. The last Friday of March, last Friday of March, that's our goal, but we're going to forgive ourselves if we yeah, can't make yeah, that goal, and, and that's going to be okay. But anyway, it, it's it, up until this point, you know, we've made music here and there, whatever, yada, 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 but now that we're finally doing this together, it, it, it took a long time for us to learn how to do everything ourselves. What, what you guys have heard in Covalini's, the single, and what you'll hear on the full EP is literally, uh, for the most part, it, it's 100%. There are some features. There are going to be some features. But other than features, Ryan and I did everything. Everything. Everything, everything. you hear. Like, we played all the instruments. I did the vocals. I'm producing everything myself. And, like, I've been producing music for a decade or more. But like as a hobby. For fun. For fun. Never to do like a full serious release. I would release things on SoundCloud, like little songs I make or whatever. But this was the first time it was like, no, this is going to be real. And those are good, by the way. It's, yeah, it's Monogon. M-O-N-O-G-O-N. Isn't there a period at the end? Yeah, I think so. But uh, Y'all yeah. should go check that out. Like it's, it's, there's some great beats yeah, and, on and there. Thank you. I appreciate that. And most of, most of it is like just psychic downloads. That was one of my favorite parts about making beats is I could just do it. It would just come out of me real quick and then boom, it's done. And that's it, you know? Um, with twice born, it, it, it was very different, but you know, a hundred percent of it is me and Ryan. It's, it is us making everything. So it took a long time to figure out how to do it all. We know now how to do it all. And now we're just finishing. So it, it'll, it'll be out soon, but, um, we are going to do when, when the EP comes out, we're going to do an episode with you guys where we go over every song and we talk about, all of the good little esoteric goodies. We've spent a lot of time <laughs> agonizing over every esoteric detail. Every and little detail. I, I am just so patiently waiting <laughs> for when the people out there start to ask what these things mean. Well, we're going to tell you. 
We're, yeah. we're, we're going to, we're going to straight up tell you when the, when the EP's out, we're going to do an episode. But what I, what I will say now, I want to save a lot for that episode, but what I'll say now is every song on this EP, every part of every song on this EP, it has, is all psychic downloads, all of it. Every last bit of it. I even considered calling the EP download, like the Greek word for download or something like that, because like the whole thing was was all one huge download. And and I kind of when I when I started writing the first song, it just appeared in my head and it the whole song beginning to end just flowed out of me. And I was like, This is magic. It was the first time it fully connected in my brain, like Oh, um, am I even doing anything? Like, am I yeah. am I important to this process at all? And when I finally gave in and was like, "You're important," but it's because you've been chosen to bring this specific idea forward. Yeah, and like for anybody that doesn't play an instrument, it's not like you pluck a guitar until you hear a sound you like, and it's like, yeah, let's go with that. It's the opposite, and the same with drums. The way I yeah. work, it's like you hear it in your head first and Mm -hmm. then you just finally tune your body to actualize it, you know? Yeah. And like, even when we first did our like writing together and we were working on the second song or maybe it was the third Opsianos, um, we, Nick came over for a podcast weekend and he was like halfway done. Literally. I was at the halfway for months and months. I'd be riding in the car. I'd be hearing this rhythm in my head and I would even, it would drive me crazy. And I would even tell my wife like, man, I just can't wait to get to the point where me and Nick can like write this stuff together because, you know, initially we lived two hours apart. Nick was writing every bit of it and then I'm slapping the drums on there and now it's kind of morphing and we're, we're writing everything together and growing. Yeah, because here's the thing. You get into a room with artists or musicians or whatever, you're just multiplying the number of antennas. Right. Like even if, even if somebody's in the room that's not an artist or a musician, it, they're still an antenna. Yeah. They're gonna, they could very well pick up on things. That, like Rick Rubin. Like He's Rick not Rubin. a musician. He's not. He's just in the room. He's a, Same he, with Tom Barber from Darko. He's, yeah. I mean, he used to play drums a little bit, but he's told me his process. Like, they even, ha- they even do it on uh, the song Dragon Chaser, he, him and his buddy Josh. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, yo, what if you're just like, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, yeah. And then they turn into a song and it's sick as fuck. That, that is how great works come forward. They come through downloads. Any way possible, you just get that idea out there. And then it's like, how do we collect it? How do we harness it? Even even in writing the lyrics for these songs, what I will do is, I think I'm comfortable in saying at this point, we can let this one little, little detail out there. Every song on the EP is about a god from a different mythology. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say at this point right now. And that's now. why they sound so radically different. But right. They, they sound so radically different. So... Even with the lyrics, even with writing the lyrics, I I knew like, okay, I want to tap into the source. I want to tap into the, you know, the the down wherever the downloads are coming from. So, the archetype. Yeah, yeah. So I need I need to spark inspiration. It's like smacking flint to get like it's like, you know, I need the spark. So what I would do is if I was writing a song, like Covalini's, I'll talk about Covalini since it's out already. It's out, yeah. I I, 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 we, we decided that the song was going to be about the Japanese god Raijin. So I was like, I have to just do every bit of research I possibly can about Raijin so that I can write from his perspective. That's why the song sounds so chaotic. Like, it sounds like an angry, vengeful god being released from a prison and 
instantaneously the second he gets out of that prison unleashing his fury on people who are you attacking. You didn't say what he's the god of. He's the god of lightning and storms. He's the god and of storms. Thunder. Thunder, yeah, lightning, thunder. and storms. And so the story that, that I, 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 I shouldn't talk about it too much because we're going to do an episode about that. But basically, I, I just did a bunch of research about that god and I allowed the inspiration to come to me afterwards. So it's like I would get all the foundation of knowledge about that god and then I would meditate and just wait for the words to come. Yo, this is honestly, I just read this yesterday because, you know, full disclosure, like Nick, Nick is writing the lyrics and I'm giving him little ideas here and there. He's like, yeah, that's cool. And then he'll run and he'll just write it. And like, I, you know, we've got so much going on with the podcast. I'm not able to know every detail about every little thing. Mm -hmm. And I saw the Covalini's lyrics for the first time yesterday when they were uploaded. And I'm like, yo, this is sick as fuck. (laughs) You really think you ever stood a chance against the one who holds lightning as a lance. That's one of my favorite lines. I had no clue that was in there. Really? No, it's all screaming. I don't understand every word of screaming. I don't have the ear for that. That's possible. I like the sound. That might be my favorite line in the song. Yeah, that's that's it's, it's it's like he's he's like cocky. He's like I'm the god of thunder. Like you you you're <laughs> you're rolling up on the island that worships me and you think I'm not going to do something about it? It's like it's cocky. It's like he he is drunk with his his confidence and his power. You really think you ever stood a chance against the one who holds lightning as a lance? Like you think you got it in you, like that part? Let's groove. Let's groove. Let's groove. Let's, <laughs> like let's get it popping. It's it's literally. And that's funny too because he's a drummer. That's why he, he, he bangs a, these war Japanese war drums to summon lightning and thunder. That's so. why. That's why the song says, "Bring the hammer down." He's bringing the hammer down on the drum yeah. to call glory from the clouds in the form of lightning yeah, and hurricanes sick. and tornadoes. Because yeah, and so I'll save. The source story where I got that inspiration, I'll save that for the full episode yeah. of the Twice Born thing. Yeah. But um, for sure, yeah, I think I think that about covers what we wanted to talk about. Well, I was going to say that. Oh, yeah, I please, never got please. to say the thing. Like the fun part about Opsianos was for weeks. I was oh, like, yeah, damn, yeah. I hear this thing in my head, and I would even talk to my wife about it. Like I hear this thing. And she's like, well, what's it sound like? I'm like, I don't know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then we get together and, and, and we're, and Nick is halfway through this crazy ass song. And I'm like hearing it in my head. And then he gets to this point. He's like, I don't know what's next. And I said, how about this? And, and then literally with your mouth, you're like, I've been thinking about something like this. Dun, 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 bum, 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 bum. And I was like, yeah, that, that, that. Yeah. And, then, and then I just immediately recorded it and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. And then, and then within like two minutes, you, you were able to finish the rest of the, done. It was the, done. the rest of the song. It's because dude, when you, when the universe is, think about it like fishing, like I know that fishing sucks for fishes. I said fishes. <laughs> fishing, fishing. That's correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it depends on if, um, philosophizing, no, if that's a real word, yeah, it it's, is. It's fishes if they're all the same species, but fish uh, if it's like well, different. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. crazy. But think about it like a like a a lure. Is there a little line is being dropped, and it's like all you got to do is grab it, 
all you have to do is grab it. And if you're a fish, you'll die. But <laughs> if you're... Well, I've released a bunch of fish, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? They had a transformative religious experience being yeah. pulled out of the water. They're, bro, they're abducted. There's being a, exposed uh, by aliens. By aliens, yes. Okay. <laughs> From another world. Exactly. There's so, a SpongeBob episode about that. There too. is. Yes, there is. I'm loving all these SpongeBob references, yeah. bro. That's near and dear to my heart. But, but, but the truth is... You, you have to accept those gifts with grace. You have to accept them with excitement. Like, oh, the gods are granting me a glimpse into their world. Yeah. Like, because art is, it transcends our five senses. Just remember, David played the secret chord that pleased the Lord. Yeah. It's esoteric. It is. And, and, and is that's, magic. What, that's what happened in that moment with Oceanus. It's Oceanos. like trance mediumship, honestly. I was in in that moment with Opsianos, I was able to latch on to the stream that you were connected to. I was able to say, oh yeah, let's follow it. And we were able to latch onto it together and boom, the whole song got finished just like that because we followed the stream. You know, life is but a dream. You just merrily, yeah. merrily, merrily down the, like you got to go with the flow, be like water. This is all... There are reasons that people say these things and you might hear it like get out of your own way, go with the flow, be like water. And you're like, what does that even mean? It literally means meditate, be in a pretty much. Yeah. Ego death, empty, empty your mind, empty your mind, pull the ego out of it. You are not like you're just a vessel. Like we have learned this to be true. We're wizards, bro. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. I've always kind of seen myself as like a modern Merlin. Hey, yeah, you're a modern Merlin, man. Yeah. So uh, music is magic. To to Art is magic. To all of our artists out there, I hope that this was like a cool insight, you know? And at very least, it's something for you to try out. Rather than focusing on improving your quote unquote skills in whatever your craft is, Focus on honing that antenna. Do things like meditate, be out in nature, appreciate good art, you know, uh, find inspiration in random places, pick up a book, flip to a random page and read the first thing that, that appears. It's like you, you will find something. Just realize you have to come to terms with the fact that it's not you. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not like we're saying you know don't develop skill. You ha- you, ha- you have you to. have to have skill for the right. vessel to be strong. But it's like you just got to have the right attitude about it. Yeah, there are times to hone your skill in your craft, but when it comes time to make great work, that time is over. That time's over. Yeah. Get out of the way. Make room for it to come through. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We love y'all. And uh, stream that twice born shit, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Covalini's The Storm. We are now on Apple Music and Spotify and YouTube. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Follow us on Instagram, Pandora, Twice Born Band. Twice Born Band. Check us out. It's Ooh. all linked to our personal profile. So if you follow me on Instagram, I have Twice Born linked in there under the podcast link. Yeah, we are obnoxiously sharing tons of Twice Born shit. So we love you all very much. We appreciate all the support. We're going to keep making music for the rest of our lives. Hell yeah. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Weird things happen in the backyard of Bledsoe House. <laughs>